Hello, and welcome to Teaching is for the Bold. I'm Nikki. And I'm Lydia. Today, we are bringing you another episode of Warm Fuzzies, where we share your stories that bring joy to your hearts. So let's get started. Nikki, you get to go first. Yay, I'm first today. Um, Our first story comes from Max Feldman. Uh, This is a thank you note that he received from a student. Uh, It says, Mr. Feldman, when I signed up for business class junior year, I did it intending to simply add another weighted course onto my schedule. Little did I know that through this decision, I would gain one of the biggest supporters I could ever ask for. Almost immediately, you were able to spot my tenacity and foster it to the best of your ability and even online. Whether it was through introducing me to a member of your vast professional network, providing personal support, working on projects for the business club, or just a funny catch-up conversation, your unwavering support has been transformative to my high school experience and subsequent accomplishments. Words cannot express my gratitude for the extra hours beyond the classroom you've spent to make my dreams a reality. When I say you are instrumental in helping me find the success I did, I meant it. You are an extraordinary teacher, and I've grown more than I ever imagined from your business courses. Your additional insights, whether it be about your extensive financial slash business knowledge or real-world advice, added a flair to MPC business that, in some ways, really fostered my interest in the business field. I'll actually be joining Stanford's Women in Business this fall. Most importantly, though, you got me through a really difficult and unexpected senior year. You have been a trusted and coveted adult in and out of campus, and I will def be keeping in touch. So this isn't a goodbye, but rather a tremendous thank you for all you've done and will continue to do. There are a handful of uh, mentors that I can confidently say mentors, I think a handful of mentors that I can confidently say really changed my life and you are one of them. Keep slaying. What a amazingly written note. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so well written. <laughs> it's so well written. Even my poor my poor reading still made didn't detract from the writing of the note. <laughs> yes. A good I mean kudos to you, Mr. Feldman, because you obviously made mm-hmm. super significant impact on the student. Um and and I think I think we've talked about this before, Nikki, but like Teachers plant seeds. You don't always get to see the flourishing of the seed, right? And so I think mm-hmm. it's really beautiful that in this moment, Mr. Feldman got to see some of the flourishing of the student and the time frame, but student still has a lot of growth to do. And so I'm sure he's really excited to see where their path takes them. Yeah. And like, how often do you see teenagers or elementary schoolers or anyone in their student, their lives as a student, like, take time to write something or type something that's like, thank you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's like sometimes even a text message can be impactful and meaningful. But it's like the fact that they're willing to take minutes out of their day, just so that you know that you made a difference is like, It's huge. And for someone who's not worked with kids, maybe it won't feel that way. But for people who do, it's it means a lot, you know, that they take that time out of their schedule. Right. So good on you, Mr. Feldman. For sure. (laughs) Um, I always love I feel like it comes up every year, not even teacher appreciation week. There's like some post on Facebook that it's like written in chalk 
And it says, my favorite teacher was blank, right? Mm-hmm. And I get, uh-huh. like, it it warms my heart so much when I still have students who will, like, reshare it and yep. tag me in it and be like, Misty, this was you. Like, just, yeah, to your point, Nikki, like, people who work with children of any age, those kinds of notes mean a lot. So, hmm Yep. I I got a text recently from a student that it was literally just like, I'm looking for a job. Do you still have this connection at this place? And I did. So I sent him the thing and they're like, um, they kind of ended it with like, you're still my favorite teacher. Love you so much. And like, I haven't seen this kid in like two, three years, but he's in college, he's home and he needed a job. So I kind of hooked him up with a family member of mine to see if they could make something work. And he was just like, still love you. Bye. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> the sweetest thing. Like it makes me it so, so happy much. even still to get that stuff. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Again, I think anytime you're a teacher and you think you're not making a difference, those little notes from students remind you that like, again, I may not have been the greatest teacher in the world, but I did something right because, mm-hmm. you know, they remember me. So Right. Okay. Uh, my story comes from Alicia Chavez. Chavez. And here's what she says. Unpopular opinion, but I can't be the only one. I despise dress code as it is. Kids should be allowed to wear comfortable clothes to school as long as it is appropriate. Sweatpants should be fine. Leggings should be fine as long as they aren't see-through. I think we can all agree on that point. So thank you, Alicia, for clarifying. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. They are no different than tight pants. Ripped jeans should be fine as long as holes are not above a certain level. I know some people will say they need to learn how to dress professional. Well, not in high school. Colleges don't even have dress codes like this, and that's where they should really be preparing for careers. Comfortable and appropriate, that should be the rule. Yes, but also I may, and you can maybe speak to this more, but like corporate America is really changing and especially like, and that's what like ideally and like the, the realm of the future, we're assuming kids are going into corporate America, even though there's about a bajillion other ways they can go. I think the assumption typically is like going into the workforce that is corporate America, but even with the pandemic, it's changed so much that people are Mm -hmm. working from home. People can be casual and go to work. There aren't dress codes. You can wear jeans and a polo. You can wear uh, a cotton dress. You can wear leggings and uh, whatever, whatever, because like, look at Google, look at Facebook, look at all these bajillionaires that wear jeans and black t-shirts. So I love, I love this. I agree with this and things are changing. So our dress codes should follow suit. Amen. Good job. <laughs> Amen. Uh, my um, current employer's rule is dress for your day. And I mean, that requires a little bit of knowledge mm-hmm. in the sense of if I'm meeting with partners or donors or whomever, I need to dress to that measure, right? Professional, mm-hmm. business professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically every day I'm wearing jeans and a, I mean, I wore this today, jeans and a tank top, jeans and a, sometimes I wear a sweatshirt to work, right? It just, to your point, Nikki, it depends. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think this goes for technology usage too. Not that I, not that we want to go on all the rants today, 
But I think if school <laughs> is about preparing kids for the future, it should be preparing them mm-hmm. to notice the situation and use their tool with appropriateness. Like, what does that mean to be professional with mm-hmm. your phone in the school setting? What does it mean to dress for your day as a student, knowing whatever you have laid out in front of you for your day? Are you dressing in a way that's going to help you be successful? So as a teacher, are you talking to them about like, hey, it's presentation day. How do you dress for if you're giving a presentation in front of an important group of people? Like that's the conversation to be had. Um, But I couldn't agree more. Like I, and I'm sorry, one last point. I think it goes back to the, to reemphasizing the thing that your value as a human being is not dependent upon what you wear. And we should not be making assumptions, making habits of making assumptions about people based off of the way that they dress. To your point, Nikki, like they're millionaires. I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg wears every single day, but I doubt it's a suit. And he has more money than mm-hmm. any, like, than most people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just the idea of let's teach our children to not stereotype and make assumptions about people based off of what they are wearing. So that's mm-hmm. my soapbox, I guess, to go along yep. with this. <laughs> and I like I had an interesting conversation with someone today um, at my job, and we were talking about the you know the dynamic of uniforms versus not. You know, typically private schools, charter schools, they will have uniforms, and I always said how much. I loved them because I never had to decide what to wear and they created this equal playing field. And so for all of the pluses of uniforms, there are also minuses. Like they take away your individuality. They can be expensive. Um, and a couple other things that I'm sure I'm not thinking of right now, but like, you know, do is a solution to that uniforms. Is it not? Is it, you know, so like the, unfortunately the, the dress code debate can go on and on and on. And let's, we won't even bring up the fact that like dress codes tend to be different for women than they do for men. They're more strict on women than they are men. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I am with Alicia. I am not in favor of a dress code and I'll say in the most positive way, but I don't like a dress code. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I was just talking about this with somebody at work probably last week. Cause I was wearing, again, I was wearing a tank top. But I had a cardigan over, you know, over it at work. And I don't know how we got on the topic, but he was like, I must have said something like, oh, I'm kind of hot. And he must have said like, well, why don't you just like, you have a cardigan. Like, why don't you take off your cardigan? You're like basically wearing a jacket and it's hot out. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I don't feel like that's appropriate. And he was like, why? <laughs> like you're an adult <laughs> in a workplace. But I really think it's because I've been conditioned my entire mm-hmm. upbringing in school that women, like girls should not have your shoulders bared. And then even when we were teaching Nikki, I think that was part of it too, right? Like you shouldn't be wearing like, mm-hmm. I and mean, that was the dress code we had to enforce. Yeah, we were teachers, told not right? to. So it was yep. just like this weird thing that I was like, this isn't real. Like, I don't have to abide by this unnecessary rule anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I'm an adult, mm-hmm. I'm in a workplace and I can it's okay if I show my shoulders because it's hot in the office. Right. So it just Mm -hmm. was a big light bulb for me. Yes. We're, it's like this weird, we're conditioned and it's not okay. We could keep going. I'm going to stop, but it's not okay. So like dress, dress coats can be the devil. I mean, there is value in teaching someone how to dress for your day. I love that saying, not even for the occasion, but for your day, right? Like whatever you have to do, 
just match that energy. So there's something to be said for that. But like dress codes, I don't think are the way to do it. So anywho. (laughs) Education, friends. Education. Um, Right. Right. Okay. So moving on with our last one for today. This comes from a social media page called We Are Teachers. And it says this. (laughs) I had a prince. We do love this page. Shout out to them. They're doing great work. Um, the It says this. Uh, I had a principal I absolutely adored. His motto, hire good people and get out of the way. He nurtured me as an instructional leader, gave me opportunities to grow and learn, and push back on the district when their demands didn't make sense for our school community. During his tenure, our school was recognized by the state for academic achievement. I was also named Teacher of the Year. I lasted exactly one year in that building after he left. Good admin can make all the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? Say it again and again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a painful thing to hear for whatever reason because you know how true it is. You're like, nope, that that is Mm -hmm. a thousand percent exactly correct. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Like your leader and like you don't, leadership matters. You um, don't, you don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk about the negatives of administration, but it's that, that whole motto that was just said that hire good people and get out of the way, like in an institution or something like education, that's, Everybody has expectations. Administrators have expectations that come from above, and we have expectations of our administrators. But when you're hired, it's assumed that you're the professional and they hired you for a reason, and you're not always treated like that. But it seems like you do. I did the best under administrators who did teach me like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I'm sure just like this post and any other stories that you hear, I'm sure you would probably agree. Like, I am a professional who for the most part knows what I'm doing. And when I don't, I will ask because that is what you yes. do as an adult with a job in a professional setting. So yes. I don't know. Well, I think it comes back to trust, right? I think administrators who trust the capabilities mm-hmm. of the people on their staff know that they should hire. If you hire the right people, get out of the, get out of the way. If you don't hire the right person, let's say that it's maybe like if the right person is, even like too harsh of a phrasing. Maybe you hire somebody like me who didn't go to school to be a teacher and has so much to learn about what it means to be a good teacher. That doesn't mean like, let me go do whatever I want, but it does mean coach me. And again, that's what a good leader does. That's what a good Mm -hmm. admin would do. And I did have good administrators who would like sit down with me after like they observed something and talk through like, hey, you did this. How did you think about this? And instead it was a coaching conversation. It wasn't a write-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't going in my formal mm-hmm. folder, right? Um, and so I think my main point is teachers are coachable the same way that our students should be seen as coachable. And so how do we encourage and challenge our administrators to coach us and see us as about the valued professionals that we are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot, and, and, and I, I say that I, with the disclaimer, sorry, Nikki, that there are a lot of good admin who already do that. So like, this isn't not taking yes. shots at any administrator, like all administrators, I'm not bucketing you together. If anybody's listening, please. Right. Well, and you don't, I mean, you don't really know a bad administrator until you have a good one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and not that even the bad ones, I really don't want to trash on admin because I, that is a job I wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. touch it. No, thank you. Um, but you know, 
when you have a really good one and someone who really values you professionally, then you realize that like, hey, maybe this what's been happening is not okay. And I really like what you just said about like the coaching bit, right? Because like the goal is hopefully as an administrator is to better your team and your people. And I think oftentimes we get the stuck in the checklist of you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Mm -hmm. You're not doing that. And I'm specifically in our building, Lydia, I think there were a lot of moments where it's like they walk in and they see boom, 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 not being done. And they never sometimes never saw the amazing things that were happening. Yes. At the same time, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. anyway, we again could go on and on and (laughs) on about administrators, but the idea of they see you as an equal, as a professional, um, as someone who is coachable and Mm -hmm. willing to do better, I think that really changes your relationship with your admin. And I think that one day we should definitely get an admin on our bold conversations um, episode and maybe get a new perspective in there from, from someone on the other side of education on the darker side of education. (laughs) If my sister Nikki is listening to this, she's an elementary school principal and I am constantly in awe of the work that she does because again, not a job I would want to do, but she does it and she does it with what seems like a lot of grace. So Nikki, you're invited. The other Nikki, I can have an episode with my Nikki's of the Nikki's (laughs) in my life. All the Nikki's. All the Nikki's are Please come. I want to meet another one. Uh, I feel like we're all connected. It's a sisterhood. Right. She does spell her name differently. And she is not a Nicole. She was she was named Nikki. Like that's her like that's her name. So it's not Just even a Nikki. for something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Well, it's my turn this week to share a warm fuzzy. And I thought of this the other day. And I wrote it down immediately because my brain does not remember things well these days. And it's because we teach our son sign language. And my husband is really uh, like knows a lot of sign language because of some of his family um, friends and stuff like that. And so I was just thinking it just came into mind because we were talking about something and Connor signed something to me and I said, thank you. And uh, I remembered how I was doing a business pitch competition with all of my business students, my entrepreneurship students. And uh, this kid, he was the first one to go. And Nikki, we did it in the auditorium at Schlegel. So it's that giant stage. And there's a panel of Uh judges sitting in front of it. And I'm sitting in like the front row. And you know, all the other 25 yahoos of my class have to be there. So they're sitting behind me. And the whole time I'm like snapping my finger back at them, like be quiet. Um, But he finishes his pitch and he's just, again, he's, God bless him for going first. He didn't have a choice. We drew numbers and he drew number one but he finished his pitch. He did a great job, but he just stood there awkwardly. Like he didn't like sign off in any way or like wrap up his presentation. And so I'm out in the audience signing. Thank you. Which if you're don't know what that looks like, it's you're touching your chin and making an expression outward. It looks very similarly from a long distance, like you're blowing a kiss at someone. And so my poor student is on stage and he is looking at me so strangely. And I just keep like going this like, 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 and mouthing as big as I can to be like, say thank you. 
And so finally, I think he, I think he remembered to say thank you. And he got off the stage and he was like, Miss D, what were you doing? Like, <laughs> and I said, I was telling you to say thank you. And he said, I thought you were blowing kisses at me off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. If you haven't had a student mistake that you're blowing kisses at them, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I found that so incredibly funny, but like in the most endearing, <laughs> endearing way. I have like tears. I was laughing so hard. I was like wheezing. Oh. That is just, you know, he was like, this is not the time, Miss D. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is wildly inappropriate. And you're just like trying to get the kid to be a little less awkward. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, Lord. And, I'm, and I mean, I just for additional context, right? I think I'm like 23 at this point in my life, like very young. And I mean, he's a young male uh, student. And this young teacher uh -huh. is... He thinks it's blowing kisses at him. So I'm sure, uh -huh. I guarantee you, if I saw him today, he would remember this happening to him because it is seared uh -huh. in my mind. Well, so. and if you've ever stood on a stage, Schlegel in particular, and bright lights are coming down on yes. you, you really can't see clearly what is going on in front of you. Nope. And as, an, as someone who's done acting, that's the beauty of it. Like, you don't need to see the audience. You just need to feel their energy and go. And so, like, he's probably just, like, blinded up on the stage, <laughs> really trying to figure out what the crap you're doing. <laughs> and you're just like, something. Give me anything. Like, anything. Just get <laughs> off the stage. Like, maybe he's thinking he did such a good job. You're just like, mwah, perfect. <laughs> I'm embraced he's, like an Italian approach. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I loved it. Good one, good. Lydia. That was a great. <laughs> that was great. Uh, all right. Well, thank you to everyone who shared their stories. Um, if you have a story to, story to share, you can write in or send a video to hello at theboldteacher.com or share it on our social media pages. Um, so again, thanks to everyone. Share your stories. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared. Please, please, please submit yours if you would like to be featured on our episodes. We love them. Um, we are going to change our release schedule a little bit um, so that a new episode will come out each week and it will alternate between our warm fuzzies, which you're listening to right now, and our bold conversations. Um, so one week you'll get a warm fuzzy, the next week you'll get a bold conversation, and so on. Um we hope that this helps you keep your teacher bucket full each week and keep coming back and listening every week. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us on social media. As always, be bold. And remember, you are more than a teacher.